0: And then we do the doctor thing. Right? What, what, doctor, the, what thing? doctor thing? Dr. Sergey. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You invented it. You have to know sh- how to... Sh- You can say doctor whenever you like, but. I'm not a smart man. <laughs> doctor I don't hey, remember
0: man. these things.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: do it. OK, ready? You're listening to the Blender Institute podcast, brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Have you ever wanted to bone a model? Check out rigging tutorials on the cloud. Joining us today is Francesco Sitti. Hello. Sergei Sheribin. Hi. Pablo Vasquez. Hola. Andy Goralczyk. Hello.
2: And I'm Healthy Amazon. Here's your host, Francesco! Hello. Welcome to the 21st episode of the Blender Institute podcast. Plenty of news this week. Again, we have new characters in the cloud. There is a new doctor in the house. Uh, we are on the final uh, run for the Webis. And there is a big announcement for the uh, Blender Cloud services. And we're going to talk about all this during this episode. And uh, let's get straight to the community news with uh, Pablo.
3: Hello there. So communities, what's the biggest one today? You mentioned it. It's the Webby Awards. We are today, Thursday, the the day we release this podcast is the last day where you can vote for the the Webby Awards. So Blender can finally get one, the first one. Yeah. So I'm not a, I'm
0: not a begging man, but
3: please. Cordo <laughs> <laughs> is asking you. Um, so yeah, go and vote uh, vote for it. Just yeah. Google it. There is also in the in the org. There is a link to it.
2: Yeah. So far, is going pretty well. Like
3: yeah. Yeah. So we don't we don't
2: say anything, but uh, yeah. Say.
3: But it was very tight. Like at the beginning, we were far from the other. But now yeah. everything aligned. But they, they, the
2: they
1: stopped showing the percentage, right? So we have no clue. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. yeah they oh. stopped showing it. So Like a day ago, right? Yeah. So Nobody knows. Oh, we so. need you, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case, yep. yep. <laughs> Maybe we need you. Maybe no. <laughs> oh, come on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing in the community right now. Then a bit more Blender related. There are a few new things out there. There is the that we didn't mention last week. It's a cycles material vault. It's a library of high quality shaders by Renante Martinez. And I haven't checked it yet. Have you any of you?
1: I I, I looked at the website and the demos and everything, and it looks super great. Yeah. Um, Lots of uh, great artwork has been produced with it. And uh, it looks really flexible and high quality.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think the great uh, strategy like of showing things made with those shaders uh, i think will pay off because it really gives you an idea of what you can achieve with that and good lighting too yeah. because everything looks quite good cuz it's lit well but the shaders look good too so
3: yeah it's nice <clears throat> like um it's it's like presets right you append the the groups or something like that i,
2: I
1: think you take that... the whole material uh the, oh. the the shader as the material and then you can tweak the Say. presets and stuff i haven't had a look at it so <laughs> I, I wouldn't mm. know
3: but it would be nice to have something like that built in, right? Like a presets, like a cycles presets.
4: Yeah. Sergey, <laughs> I mean, it's in a to-do to-, to have some sort of uber shader approach and there's some templating stuff, which also kind of a part of, of asset management thing. Because well, in, in general, you don't only want it for cycles material. It yeah. also be cool for, for compositor and other stuff.
3: So more generic way of adding presets and saving presets. Yeah yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, like like maybe not preset but some building block stuff. So you 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 can say hey, I want this part of one of compositor node to be available real easily. And then you can say hey, I want it, and you save it somewhere and then we just reuse it. Nice.
3: Or, Would that be or, Python or?
4: or it it could be a partial blend file thing because we uh-huh. do support this. There are some patches around which does it with Python. It just creates the, the, the node setup and stuff like this. And mm. also could be extended to, to even do some uh, model preset
3: stuff. Oh mm. that's so interesting.
4: Hey, so yeah. hey, I want to, to, to start with some human-ish looking mesh or I want to start from some llama looking mesh <laughs> thing. Yeah.
3: That's but even better.
4: Then yes. the the problem is
1: always with presets, how do you start with the initial thing? Like how do you f- define that this we have these materials as a preset because then other people are going to say, oh, I want these other materials as presets and the, the stuff we, like we, that.
4: We, we just save them as like we will have some sort of like a core stuff. We yeah. should distribute with itself and make it flexible enough so so users can extend their collections. Yeah, definitely. That would be pretty the, the, cool. the, the, It shouldn't be limited to only the ones which we provide. It should easily be extendable by, by, by user itself and yeah. the, in some configuration folder or so.
3: And once we have uh, particle nodes, for example, the uh, yeah. the quick fire, quick smoke, those could be presets. Yes, yes sort exactly, of, sort yes. of like that. Nice.
4: So, so, so it would be nice if someone really works on real flexible things.
3: Yeah, but for the time being, we don't have that. So, um, cycles material uh, material vault is a great source for that for getting high quality shaders. Uh, CycosMaterialVault.com. And speaking of awesome, awesomely presented projects, there is a realistic lighting in Blender teaser uh, published by Creative Shrimp. We have Alexandrov showed it a few days ago, and it looks also pretty cool. Like it's another person that <laughs> makes these awesome looking renders yep. and knows how to sell stuff. It's really good.
1: Yeah, his presentation at the Blender Conference last yeah. year that that was great because he just like he he has this way of talking. With people that mm-hmm. you're just like, you're so into it, whatever he says. Yes.
2: <laughs> it's great. The most emotional presentation, like the most emotional opening presentation of the conference. Yeah, that was fun.
1: <laughs> I, I can't wait to see what we get this year as an opening presentation. It has, has yep. to be top.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was great. I hope he comes to the conference this year too.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Greg Sal today on, on Twitter said that he might uh, uh, come to the
1: conference. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we have, we uh, it's, it's always great to see new people.
3: Yeah, so come.
1: Come to the Blender (laughs) Conference.
3: Come, Blender Conference, October.
1: At the end of October. Yeah, (laughs) on on Halloween this year, right Ah. before, because Halloween is Monday. Mm. And of course, we're going to do a costume contest. Mm. So dress up as Suzanne, the default cube, Amid Occlusion, (laughs)
2: <laughs> and he has been giving this thing a good deal of thought so in case really you were wondering
1: it'll <laughs> yeah. yeah. be fun four days of blender madness I yeah. say four days because Monday the institute days yeah
4: the, is the it counts
1: it counts, counts as two
2: uh, two days of madness okay, okay yeah. so,
4: so someone to dress up as a Monte Carlo <laughs> oh
2: that would oh, that, be great yeah. I was that all dressed that up with like? fishes and like uh, you know, oh, how how like we, you're in a casino um, yeah
1: yeah
2: what do you think yeah and, like and like a croupier People yeah. are staring at you. Uh, uh, what? Uh,
1: yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So,
3: um, a bit. Uh, okay. Open tunes, freehand. Now you can uh, draw on a curve in Blender um, by hitting shift. Was it shift? Yeah. Shift, right, uh, left mouse button. You can draw freehand in, within uh, a curve. And that has been implemented by Campbell. The code is from OpenTunes with some changes from him. And it's pretty cool. It's in master already. And he made a video too. He put it on uh, on his YouTube channel. So I'm going to link down below. It's also pretty cool. It's nice cool. to see that yeah. OpenTunes was released open source. And then like the day after,
1: there's
3: <laughs> yeah. something in Blender.
1: Totally.
3: So that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, More... Blender stuff. there is, um, this is more of a asking the community for support because there is a Blender to XSI preset uh, available in developer.blender.org. So somebody made this, uh, this preset for, for people that come from XSI, like we have now for Maya and Max, right? We have. Yes. So somebody did it for XSI. So if you're an XSI user and want to give feedback on it, uh, make sure you, you check the link in the description too. Um, cycles, time for cycles, speed ups, I'm doing So many new things.
4: Well, I... hmm. <laughs> well, I'm just working on some DVH stuff and fixing some bottlenecks, which I discovered during this project, like basically trying to, to reduce some latencies, but like in between us, you hit F12 and for until will get first pixel rendered in there. And yeah, there there, there are some speedups being published to to master last week, mm-hmm. and some of them like mainly they they probably more most visible on more like a simple scenes when you have one complex object which cannot which, which cannot multi before, will good and now it's more is getting more 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 advantage of multi-threading. And also some so some speed ups of some particular setups and you're going crazy like Grassfield and you're synchronizing like a few million of objects. Oh yes.
3: Yeah, that happens every day. <laughs> million objects. Yes. Shift A million.
4: Yes, and that was optimized and some other minor stuff. And also some bug fixes. Unfortunately there were some some bugs discovered which sneaked in into two point seventy seven A. So
3: so go get builder.blender.org yes, for the latest yeah, and greatest. Yeah,
4: yeah, pro- probably it's more, it's more stable now. I don't think you'll be doing B release anytime soon and probably just something you will need to live with. But it's
3: not, a, a, is it too bad? Like
4: Some volumetric people... stuff, so some other stuff, some particular corner cases. It's, it, it's a bit sad because, because I was pushing some fixes for, for A release and they fixed it one corner cases, but they broke other corner cases. It's like ah <laughs>
3: <laughs> so if people have problems rendering volumetrics uh, yes. then maybe they should check builder.blender.tor and get the latest
4: yes definitely
3: and cool there's <coughs> <give> numbers <laughs> how much is speed ups?
4: It, 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 it a bit depends
1: you tested it with, with uh, the new big bug bunny right
4: yes it, it's big bug bunny and that was the rendering kit on, on our intel thing and it's around 30% uh, less building time, BVH building time.
3: Nice. Uh,
4: so that would be the case with a simple scene, but a, a complex character, for example. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So when
3: you press F12, it's 30% faster.
4: It's faster to to to, to start to, rendering. To start rendering. So yes. cool. Nice, yeah.
3: Nice.
1: But that's always with uh, the uh, BVH thing. Spatial split. (laughs) It's it's
4: it's not on by default, right? It's not on by default, but we are getting real close to when we can re-enable it by default and just wipe the the non-split one. Yeah. Ah. Because spatial is, it's usually gives better quality thing, but in cost of some more time to build and stuff like this. Not anymore? Uh, We are getting there, yes.
3: Awesome, cool. So, yeah, I think that
4: Also, shall we mention some micro-displacement stuff? Yes. What? Micro what? We,
3: we mentioned last <laughs> week, but we know nothing about it. So, maybe you Well, want
4: basically, to... when you go to experimental feature setting in Cycles, uh, you'll have the in object settings, you, you you would have settings for, for displacement options. And by default, it's set to normal maps. So, basically, it's just normal map being a bit distorted. To, to to give some lighting tricks to to make object appear as it has some displacement on it. But right. it's also so-called true displacement, which actually subdivides mesh and modifies the actual geometry. And there is some ongoing work by a guy who, who, who fixes that and gives some improvement. So I I think camera space displacement is already in master and some other percentage based subdivisions, limiting stuff is also in master now. but the biggest thing is also going micro displacement. Branch. Yes, it's, it's currently in the branch and part of it is being merged. And uh, the goal is to, is to support micro polygons in, in kernel itself. So, so so instead of having shitload of memory used by, by, by highly subdivided mesh, it just it's more optimal representation of of, the, of, the, of that so subdivision patch and hmm. do all the magic to
3: do wow so something. so if this is being worked on on my on a branch and on master does it mean that it might be available as an experimental feature in 278
4: oh it could be yes cool. it, it, it's mainly be, being reviewed and uh, mentored by brecht currently here we stuff and also Lucas Tokner is helping the guy to to finish it. So th- I think for two seventy eight it 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 could be ready, yes. Wow. I mean it's it's all experimental stuff. It's I I kind of relax and just like put it online.
3: Just put it online. <laughs> yes. just... Nice.
4: Yeah, that's what we live for here, the experimental dangerous features. Yes. yes.
3: On the
1: edge
4: and, and sometimes those experimental features break rendering, and then me and francesco are struggling to, to, to do anything yeah
2: well that's uh that sounds really cool um we since we are talking about the community news i also wanted to bring up another topic last weekend it was a, a portuguese blender conference and uh Uh, I was uh, very lucky because I was invited to go there and uh, talk about Cosmos Laundromat and Caminandes L'Amigos. And uh, the community was extremely welcoming. The organization was great. The venue was quite big. There were like uh, almost 200 people attending the event. Mm -hmm. It was uh, a mix of... uh, uh, really hardcore blender users uh, uh, professionals maybe they, that was not the biggest part but uh, there were uh, all the all the speakers showing professional work they do with blender most of them and uh, also there was a very large uh, component of students because the place was uh, hosted by a uh, university and uh, so a lot of students that are actually being trained with blender they do a computer graphics course and in their first Uh, year they get introduced to computer graphics by trying to actually use a computer graphics tool like blender Uh, they were there to just see and learn more and uh, it was it was great just to you know show the process of uh, making the short films which uh, yeah it's a it's a very very peculiar thing what we do uh, how lucky we are to be able to work and develop the software at the same time and then be able to share everything in the process and uh, put it online now, Francesco, tell me, did you receive some kind of a trophy? <laughs> As a matter of fact, now that you ask, yes, Yay. I did. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, after my presentation, I actually received a 3D printed, beautiful logo of the Blender PT conference, wow. which is now resting on my desk and it's beautiful. Yes. And of course, I also got some goodies for Ton and some nice 3D printed gadgets and uh, I and saw it was, a, it
3: was a bow tie, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 3D printed <laughs> <laughs> bow tie. Yeah, yeah, How- yeah hipster is
2: that (laughs) washing machine proof (laughs) yeah probably (laughs) I guess it's uh, and uh, and stickers and uh, yeah the event was really well organized so yeah there is
1: an
3: article
2: on it in the Blender Network yeah yeah, I wrote a little report about it on BlenderNetwork.org so if you want to learn more uh, about this kind of uh, community events uh, and uh, also if you, you know, want to share it with the community. Like locals, local Blender community events are super important because those are the first steps to really bring people together. Yeah. Because maybe someone in your neighborhood is using Blender and you just don't know someone in your city is using Blender and you just don't know. And, uh, and these events are great because they they help a lot building the community. And uh, then it's, it's awesome when it gets together. It's like a mini Blender conference. So yeah, it like,
1: yeah, It's not uh, so mini. No, I mean, actually it, went, it was as big, yeah.
2: almost. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, in, everybody speaks the same language and uh, it's uh, is, is, is different than the conference itself. But in a way it's also the same. So it was really, was really cool and I invite everyone to look around for their own local communities
3: yeah yeah and feel free to if you organize uh, or if you know one of these events go to blendernetworkorg slash events and then you can uh, post your own you can submit your own and we are going to share it share it on social media so everybody knows and if you do these meetups it's always cool to
4: yeah to let people know about it exactly so did the, the the audience like more Tears of uh, the, yeah. the, the, uh, cosmos. the Cosmos Which or one they like?
2: Andes? Well, I don't know I think I might have uh, presented a bit better the Caminandes one because it was <laughs> the second day so I was more you know, more know <laughs> it, it, it was
4: one extra day to prepare presentation Maybe,
2: that's <laughs> yeah, uh, one way to say it and um, but no they were both impressive also because the projects are so different you know like Cosmos when you present it it really is like a feels like really an epic endeavor that went on for months and months and the uh, feels more like something, like it's more like a flow, like really something fluid that we started. We had some problems, but we fixed them and then it was done. And in Cosmos, it was more dramatic. <laughs> problem, problem, problem. <laughs> and and the, the size of it also, like the, the technical challenges and everything. So it's really, it was, they were quite different presentations, but the audience liked them both.
0: Okay. Yeah, the for even the first shot of Cosmos, you can see an animator trying to kill himself. <laughs> we,
2: we, just, yeah, we just
0: took that footage and used it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. like the
2: audio especially is yeah. like one on one.
3: You think it was motion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So cool. So the last community news of the day. Mm. It's not really community. Well, it's almost community. before we mention uh we mentioned cycles that this new thing was mentored by Brecht. Was reviewed by Brecht, and then you mentioned Portugal, right? Uh, That part of Europe uh, close to Spain.
2: Yeah. Oh, Oh. Oh,
4: yes.
3: Autodesk bought Arnold.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They
3: acquired Arnold Renderer.
4: They acquired Solid Angle. Solid Angle, yeah. Which develops Arnold Renderer.
3: Yep. So, what do you think?
4: (laughs) They're
0: They're moving closer.
4: I'm closer. afraid I'm loading
0: my Nerf gun right now.
4: So
3: what are your uh, thoughts on it uh, People
4: So how, how do you call that the Persona non grata
3: Persona non grata <laughs> <laughs> For what
4: for, for like, no. Would we accept him for the Blender conference Of course Because then it's like Autodesk visiting blender mm, conference no we have to pat
1: him down how maybe. do you know that autodesk <laughs> hasn't been to blender conference already dun, dun, chan, dun, chan, chan, chan. <laughs> did you see the ceiling
0: fall on Ton? Yeah. yeah that yeah. was uh, no last accident. week yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's> week also <laughs> <laughs> need to fix that
3: <laughs> no but no yeah people come over from everybody everybody's welcome the conference is a little yeah. heaven yeah for blender heads but no, itself, I don't know for, I think it's for Solid Angle itself, I guess now they can, it's they it. can invest more time in the actual.
4: Yeah, uh, but, but it's a bit like a dangerous thing because some project which auto-desk bias is just getting on the shelf and doesn't yeah, get Yeah, getting
0: rid of production. competition.
3: Yeah, but they don't have competition for Arnold. Like they don't, they don't make any other render engine. So Unless.
4: Unless. Unless. <laughs> Recycle stuff which is going.
3: Yeah, well, so I mean, when a... they bought XSI, they already had Maya and, and Max. So they yeah. if they kill it, then you can see why, I guess.
4: Yeah, but, mm. but, but do we see lots of development happening in Maya, for example?
3: Mm, I don't know. No, they released an extension 2 this year. They don't release a 2017. They released 2016 ex- extension just, 2 that has like so five
4: so new features. No, it's not. kind of big thing and it just stagnated. So mm. it's a bit like uh, some dangerous thing.
3: I don't know. Do you think now they're not going to kill Arnold? So
4: many people it's, it's, are it's, using it's, it's not killing, but, but, but they might be just stagnated and not being focused on pushing it forward because it's already a kind of cool thing.
3: Yeah, well, I'm more worried about the Mental Ray and V-Ray and all the little guys. Ah, little guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, those tiny guys. Okay, okay. <laughs> if Mental Ray is little guys, then, then what Cycles is, it's like,
3: uh, cycles that's is a new little guy, mm-hmm. new <laughs> little you know. It's hip okay. series so yeah. It's a millennial, you know.
4: Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Have you guys seen uh what uh Jester King uh, uh Nathan Ledbury has been doing? He uh he actually implemented Cy- cycles nodes in uh Rhino. Yeah, in the Nonstopper. Rhino cycles. Yeah. that's that's so so cool to to see it somewhere else than in Blender, but in with the no- same node interface. I think that was like a couple of year, uh, years, uh, weeks ago or so. But yeah, yeah.
3: I, I follow him on uh, YouTube. He posts uh, videos there yeah. regularly.
1: Yeah, so it's great to see that cycle is being
4: used. Uh, outside there is, of there. There, there is also Poser.
1: Poser yeah. is
4: now, now, yeah. Not bad. Poser is still alive. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, we met with uh, somebody from Poser last summer, like when they were in Sigraf. Uh,
4: yeah, yeah, there the, the was actual guy who mailed us, and mm. yeah, he was there, yeah, and he, and he was real happy to meet us. And,
2: yeah, exactly. I remember yeah. him. Yeah, like, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we will see what happens. But uh, I I remember reading a, a post from um, uh, from Sean Kennedy that uh, uh, he has uh, friends both you know, in the, brand, in the Blender world and in the other software world, it was like, yeah, oh, my friends were using, you know, Maya and Max, they're really happy about the fact that yeah. uh, now, you know, they can probably get Arnold or that Autodesk is acquiring uh, uh, solid Angle. But on the other hand, the Blender community seems to be freaking out. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost mm-hmm. as, you know, Autodesk is acquiring Blender or something. I mean, well, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, but the, the discussion is very heated in the Blender circles. It's oh. very interesting
4: to see that. Well, so. because we... But, but, but why? How but, did they uh, associate Solid Angle with Blender?
3: No, I guess there it's because so of it? of Brecht being so close to the Blender mm-hmm. development. But Cycles belongs to the Blender Foundation now. Yes.
4: Well, so. but it, it belonged from the very beginning
3: from the mm. beginning exactly so it's cycles is safe on our arms
4: <laughs> yeah. well how yeah. you know go. if do decides to, to to close source everything yeah and uh then, no and then a brick fall on his head like mm. we've already seen once
2: but
3: that can't no it's a foundation is the owner it right? is a
4: foundation well, I mean, yes, but he is a foundation chairman. So if he decides to close it, we source, remove
3: his chair, he will fall. There
4: you go. So, well, he can close it. Yeah. It's it just at the time of when it, they're being closed, someone can fork.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Somebody can fork and then he will never die. The same with Blender it's GPL. So yes.
4: if you fork it, then. Yes. So, uh, but, but, but I never really saw stuff happening when, when something goes from open source to closed source. Yeah, I can't think of like mentionable example of that.
3: Yeah, and Autodesk also bought a Shotgun in the past, and they didn't have a competition, a competitor of their own, and it seems to be doing fine, right?
2: Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah,
4: and Mudbox is still alive,
1: right? Is it? Mwah. Mwah.
4: Not that much. Well. Wow, I mean, that's still better than Blender sculpting. That,
1: that, that's true, yeah, but it's also been acquired. And yes, it's, it was acquired. Uh, its main competitor is, of course, ZBrush. But then, have you heard anything of Mudbox recently? I haven't.
4: No, it's hmm. it's kind of stagnated as well.
1: So the only other big player in that field is now the Foundry. Yep. Right? With Moto and
3: uh, Mari and
1: Katana. Katana.
3: Mari. And, well, and Yook, the. Of course, yeah. and Pixelogic, I guess, with Seabrush. Yeah. But they don't have,
4: yeah. I don't know what. And, and there's Blender Foundation. Come on. Mm-hmm. And Cinema 4D. Cinema, yeah. Well,
1: I think in, uh, the one one of the uh, one thing that might explain those responses is that uh, the market is just seemingly getting smaller and smaller. So only these big, huge companies. I mean, for, not even huge. Well, I mean, Autodesk is kind of huge. No, no, yeah,
3: Autodesk, Adobe, but yeah. then you have the smaller ones, like, yeah. Cinema 4D or like uh, Lightwave, that's that's still alive?
1: Uh, wait, is
2: it? I think Lightwave might be still alive. Yeah.
0: I just assumed a couple of years ago they were gone.
2: Like I, I haven't. All the anything. users of all these uh, applications, if they ever listen to this episode of they no. <laughs> be like, "Oh, these guys are <laughs> so, so, so <laughs> lost." Oh, Send so. yeah. <laughs> your hate ma- mail to
4: Francesco at <laughs> Blender. No, no, no. no. Okay.
3: Sorry, but I don't know. We we don't use, we, we use Linux. We can't install your stuff. <laughs>
4: We, well, we, you, you can use Vine for that?
1: I don't know. <clears throat> oh, we yeah, I think it. you have to pay for it. We can in- install Houdini.
3: Uh, I have
1: Houdini, Maya. But, yeah, Mari. New. Come on,
4: we have Windows 10 machine now.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, so no. great. Yeah. <laughs> but it ha- it doesn't have a button to start it, right? You need to
4: uh, bridge a job. Oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's another Windows 10 machine.
1: Yeah, but it's great. I have... Uh... <laughs> I had to start it, actually, while you were away. Yes. And you instructed me to to short-circuit short that jumper there on the thing. Yeah. And I went there with a pincer and pushed it through through the motherboard. Yeah,
4: that's how you do it.
2: That's awesome. It's yeah. a safe machine. Yeah, yeah. Well, What good.
4: could possibly go wrong? Nothing. I mean, if you short the wrong pins, nothing happens because it's powered off anyway. so <laughs> perfectly, safe. Yeah. Yes. Safe, perfectly safe. safe. Perfectly safe. It's only 12 volts, so... No, it's 3.3 volts.
1: Okay, so it's only 3.3 volts. Yes,
4: really? It's, on a motherboard? It's, uh, on that on that part, it's 3.3 volts. Okay. On that but part? The 12 yeah. volts only used for, 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 for the spinning cooler stuff and okay. hard disks. So never short circuit a cooler thing.
3: That's what we we'll oh, learned you, today.
4: You, 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 you can short it out. The, the power supply will just shut down the rail, and that, <laughs> that, that's fine. Fascinating.
3: That's let's continue. The things you learn at the Blender Institute <laughs> podcast yeah, yeah. is amazing. <laughs> So okay, now for the desk, now for Arnold. Um, let's move to the studio news, <laughs> <you>, please.
1: <laughs> what? So, what do you mean, the studio? The short circuiting and Windows. Yeah, news. yeah, yeah. That's what you do all the time, Sergey, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um,
2: okay, so there is something really big, something really fresh. It's Vincent.
3: Yay. It's
2: the most appealing character yet. ...to hit the front <laughs> page of the Blender Cloud. Hey.
3: Yeah. We had Imon and Brooke there.
1: Well. <laughs>
3: we had yeah. the agent. We had... Uh, yeah, that's true,
1: that's true. Last half on there. Ah, uh, yeah, they're appealing. We had... Carl,
3: um, Otty.
1: Carl, Okay, okay, bunny, never mind. The, no. geez, the bunny. Yeah. We had the bunny on the front we page. We never had the bunny on the front page oh, yet. okay. Maybe 10 years, Big Buck Bunny will make something. When
3: mm. is that? 2018. In t- two years. In two years. One and a half One and a half years, have, maybe. Okay. You yeah. better
2: get started, Andy.
3: All right, <laughs> I'll go
1: away. Okay. So Vincent. Yeah, well, don't go yet Here, because uh, you
2: have yeah. to tell us more about Vincent.
1: All right. So, um, well, what can I tell? Um, the character. What, it, there was an idea to make uh, a new character that people can play with, and uh, uh, then we ton approached uh, Matthias Mandiola, who has been working on the, the storyboards for Cosmos Laundromat and coming on this three. And uh, he came up with a few concepts, and we picked one that uh, we thought was uh, fun to do. And uh, then I modeled that, and Juan Pablo actually rigged the whole character. I mean, in fact, he just finished the rig last week. And then I did some finishing touches on the shaders, made sure everything renders nice, painted some textures, Chalti posed it, everything, and... uh, had, did, did some fun <laughs> expression. I posted uh, one of the, your expressions on Twitter. Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> it was the. A... <sighs> uh, yeah. What is yeah. he
0: doing in that? I house? don't know. I I, I just thought uh, let's not go for the the kind of necessarily arms crossed, one brow goes up, and he's kind of smugly looking. Dreamworks, uh, <laughs> yeah, Dreamworks basically. So that's. I mean, I, you start doing that a little bit, but then you 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 kind of you know catch yourself doing that formulaic thing. And then I was just thinking, like, what, what crazy, weird thing I can do, but then keep trying to find the appeal in it. How would he react if you would tell him that he is
2: rigged with Rigify?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs>
0: no, i can Rigify is awesome. <laughs> no, wait. Blend Rigify. Oh, Jesus, man. I keep, okay. Blend
1: Rigify. Blend Rigify. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: blend Flexi Rigify. Oh, oh God. No. <laughs> we have so many choices.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it, it's probably the best time to be an animator right now.
0: Mm-hmm. It's true.
1: Because the animation tools are awesome to work with, and uh, yeah, I mean,
0: and a lot of characters are now totally up to date, and you can try them out. You can try, and and because they are, they come from different projects and by different people from different eras. uh, You see a lot of different approaches, which is interesting. You you shouldn't, if you if you want to be an animator, you shouldn't uh, rely on one type of rigging. Because you you want to experiment a little bit and see is there something better out there or will this particular type of rig suit this particular character in this instance or whatever yeah yeah and I think uh, it has a lot of good variety and like a skinny character a fat character
1: all that stuff yeah uh, I'm so excited to see what people are gonna do with it yeah totally yeah a fat of-
3: character that's big Buck bunny oh of course yeah. and he's and
1: not that, fat he just has a lot of fur just, okay <laughs> thick
3: bones yeah, yeah, yeah
1: really thick bones in the belly area,
3: yeah yeah it would be fun to make a fat Vincent
1: yeah, yeah. so
3: people go there scale some bones and mm.
1: uh... well I think they should be able to reproportionate with uh, blend break ah
3: yeah. yeah yeah that would be cool so and a Vincenta so it's uh
1: it's out there it's creative Commons cc buy uh, it's free currently Even, in, the yes. cr- in the cloud Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we recommend to, uh, to also download BlendRig, which is also a free asset on the cloud. Uh, you only need to install the zip from, uh, from the preferences. And then you have the awesome panel, side panel and uh, that gives you all the functions to, uh, to access all the bones and uh, access all the, the cool features of BlendRig. And then uh, Juan Pablo also made a great PDF documentation to, uh, that gives you an introduction to BlendRig and how it works. And uh, that should be enough to give you, uh, yeah, get you started.
3: And it's also free on the on the Blender Cloud. Yeah,
1: everything is linked to that Vincent thing. So basically, all you have to do is go to Vincent and check out all the cool stuff.
3: Yeah, and there is also uh, new stuff for Vincent. Right, there's a video showing how a little bit. is a time lapse. It's coming up. It's not yet on the cloud, but yeah. uh, it will be uh, yeah. soon.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, remember, just go nuts, uh, play around with some of the. I mean, you you can start uh, playing around with him just like the the kind of main layer bones, but then you can go into the the panel, the the blend rig panel, and you can unhide some of the other bones, and you can really play around with weird facial expressions. You have way
1: more options. Yeah, you can totally change the character even.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah.
3: Nice. Are, are the the glasses rigged?
1: Yeah. 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 That, like the.
0: They're not, you know, they don't have a thousand bones or anything, but there are enough bones that you can play uh, around with it. I did that a little bit. I, I think it's it's super subtle, but I I did a couple of poses and a couple of facial expressions, and in every single one of them, I tweaked the glasses just slightly, like made one of them a little bit smaller than the other, oh, like yeah. one half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when he's angry, I, I, I make them slip down just a little bit.
1: Nice. Right.
0: It's all subtle, but, you know, yeah. like. Go crazier than I did.
1: Yeah. Also on the on the front on the page where you can download Vincent, there is a picture by Matthias uh, who made an expression sh- uh, sheet for him. <laughs> actually, so if you just want to get started, you can uh, check out the rig and see if you can uh, you can take uh, and realize some of these expressions. That's also a good exercise, probably. Yeah. yeah totally.
3: Nice. And uh, the also, just a quick mention that Juan Pablo uploaded today a new video on BlendRig. It's actually a tutorial mm. on, on finishing the editing the actions of the facial actions of BlendRig. So if you feel like editing your own Vincent and changing some of the stuff, check out the tutorials also on BlendRig, which is pretty nice. Cool. So that's it for Vincent. But there's another character added this week, right? From a previous project.
1: Wait, Sentinel was this week? Yes. I forgot. This Monday. week has been Monday, right? Yeah, yeah. Sintel. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> another character. Yeah, in the Sintel, character. uh was. Who uh,
0: th- is the Sintel character you speak of?
1: It's in- Intel. Intel. <laughs> so, Shanti, you uh, oh. finished her rig. Uh, yes. Finished updating her rig. Yes. A couple of weeks ago already, and I never yep. had time to finish the the shading for her because I wanted to make sure that everything renders uh, fast and. Uh, in, in a couple of uh, environments, and
0: uh, yeah, juice up her eyebrows a little bit. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, she has a new cycle shader setup. Awesome. And her rig is the—it's actually the rig that has been used in, uh, in in the movie, right?
0: Yeah, it's it is um, it's more or less the original rig. However, I I went over and I customized a lot of things. I had to re connect a lot of broken drivers, yada, yada, yada. It takes right, a lot yeah. of time, but like like you have to do it, of course. But then also I tried to make the user interface feel a little bit um, more intuitive for people mm-hmm. that wanna try using her. Because they used to have the system of properties where you have to, where every given area has just one bone and you can't do anything with it. You just select it, and then you have to go to a slider panel with a, do- a lot of different variables. Right, and you slide yeah. them up and down. And personally, I think that's not as intuitive. I mean, it is one approach, and I, you know, and in a lot of instances, that is a fine process of doing it. But for me personally, I, I like having some visual indication and then being able to move or rotate or scale bones, and they do that right there and then, right next to the model. Uh, so I did that, and I also experimented a little bit uh, with the the what do you call it the, the shape bones, bone shapes.
1: Yeah, custom bone shapes. Yeah, Yeah, I'm
0: blanking on it right now. Uh, So to do tiny little visual indications, if they are a bone that's supposed to be able to scale or move in a particular direction, because otherwise, um, and I have seen this happen in a a full production where the rigger was trying to be super smart and do like a thing where uh, the finger bone just needs to be scaled down and then that's how you curl the finger and then the animator, in a hurry, was assigned this in a tight deadline. He only got, I think, one night of work. And then in the morning, I reviewed the thing, and uh, the entire thing was animated with the character having like extended fingers because he oh. never realized, like, it wasn't intuitive for him to just realize that you're supposed to scale those bones. So yeah, yeah. that like that kind of miscommunication can happen real easily because the anim, uh, the animator doesn't necessarily know all of these things that the rigger knows. So there's some hidden potential there sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Cool. I had to spend an hour scaling those up and down, yeah. by the way. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was you. Yeah, yeah. just before like, the render deadline. Oh, oh was...
1: interesting.
3: <laughs> cool. So, yeah, Cintel is up. Yeah. yeah. Ready.
0: ready
1: ready. Ready to it? render. Should be. It shouldn't take that long to render even. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think with Vincent and Sintel, uh, the, for the skin, we used uh, an SSS shader, which, mm. I mean, you can totally just dis- disable or uh, turn down the size if you want to render it really quick for quick animation tests. Um, yeah, so it should be fine. Which SSS yeah. you used? Uh, the new cool one. Okay. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How was the name again?
1: Uh,
4: Burley.
3: Burley.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It makes... I, I really tested a the, the couple of variations, and uh, it makes skin look... Uh, really a lot more believable, especially uh, in the uh, in the nose and the ear a- uh, areas.
3: Yeah. Like when, when there's small... Uh,
1: yeah, it tends to look uh, less waxy and more like there's actual skin flesh. flesh stuff there. <laughs> I don't know how you call it.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, one uh, thing also about Sintel is that uh, the way the expressions were made for this particular rig is, is that I think Angela did some sculpting Yeah, and she pretty yeah. much sculpted a particular face shape and then that becomes a shape key Yeah. and the bones are merely a driver for those shape keys so so if you're going for extreme cartoony nope. expressions like yeah. there, it, it, there's no possibility for that just because of this particular method that that was done for syntho and it, it but it works well for something like uh i don't know a creepy guy approaching a sheep offering him a deal <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that kind of subtle, you know, yeah. a little bit more realistic on the scale of cartoon versus realistic. Uh, but be aware of that, that it's, this yeah. is not a um, a glass half kind of a rig. No, you no I, I
3: remember the moment where we were discussing that, like, how do we approach it? Okay, we need to make the. Do we model them or do we actually go with a million bones in the face? Yeah. And we ended up uh, like Angela is so good at well modeling and and facial expressions that
1: they, it was they, better they were so appealing like i i remember the first facial expression tests for Sintel that i think you presented oh wait you were wearing a Sintel shirt even yes today. i knew i knew it today, <laughs> was I can't today. See on a podcast <laughs> i'm gonna post a picture all right and uh yeah they were so appealing and that, that's one thing i never like in my i don't know but i never figure like the when you rig a face with bones you never get that appeal out of the box right away you need to work with it really hard yeah so i was going to ask you shanti so is that a, what 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 would you prefer like would you actually like leave all the subtle nu- nuances uh, to yourself or would you rather have them already be there and
0: i, I would love a cocktail of it mm-hmm. really the a mixture of it where you, you have um you have a thing that you have a version of the face that's being sculpted to its extreme regarding a smile or a frown or whatever it is. But then at the same time, that thing hooks up to a system of bones. So it's it's kind of doing the the same two things, but then if you want to break it and you want to go into an extreme, you know, there's a, I don't know, like there's a wind machine in front of her and she's like, oh, whatever. That's <laughs> yeah, kind of extreme. With <laughs> yeah, no, like, but you know, that's something that maybe happens in a slightly more cartoony way and all of a sudden, you just don't have that. Like, there's no way of doing that. Or,
2: what? No, that that's... Uh, what I thought you, you were said. crying. Sorry.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> no! <it's interesting>. No.
2: <laughs> no, I was actually going to chime in with a, a, a remark about this, um, which is uh, in in larger animation productions, what you do is a, a pose library. Mm. Yeah. And uh, that's a great way to solve this problem, because then you do it with bones and you spend a lot of time and hard work to really nail down the poses and it has to go together, you know, with art direction. And it, it is something that gets signed off, especially if you have thousand shot to do, then if you want uh, the character to smile, you should do it always in the same way, more or less. So then you are able to load the poses that you want yeah. and have them as a foundation for your animation. And then as Helti says, of course, you always go in and tweak it to make it slightly different.
0: Yeah. To customize it for that moment. Exactly. I think that's a really good point. But not only that, uh, when you do a pose library, and especially if it's a particular character that, um, well, with any given situation, you you might want to do a pose library that is smile in a three quarters yeah. favoring her left side. Yeah. And then that's not the same pose as a smile from the front uh, looking a little bit more above. So like a smile isn't just a smile in three dimensions. It, it also depends on the camera angle. And I think a lot of, I mean, even a uh, uh, like...
3: Yeah, We're I saw I, once I saw a talk by uh, by Daniel Martinez Lara, and he was showing the post library, and it was yeah. Yeah, it was great. He had a little I think it was like a little add-on, because you could see the faces. Yeah, and yeah. you have a pose for every face, and you see okay, this guy is smiling for this view and for this view. Yeah, and he will rotate the character, and it will look completely wrong yeah. because the ear was just posed for that camera and the mouth, everything.
0: Yeah, it's that kind of appeal that you won't get by just throwing yourself into the 3D
2: scene and no. just, you know, winging it. Yeah. yeah. I Think mean, for, go-
3: the, for the agent, we might need...
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because because it's so much work, usually you, you really have to wait like to see if it's worth it or not. Mm. And uh, if the production is really short or if you don't have, you know, enough animation power, in many cases, it's just not even worth it if you don't have the resources mm. could, to spend. Could this be part of the presets something like that like a position
3: so you could save the position of the bones and and maybe the mesh
4: well it could be or it could be some some part of, of a facet of an thing. asset yes but isn't there a
1: post library add-on right now or
0: yeah there was somebody that made a yeah. free add-on that looked actually yeah? pretty yeah. good yeah yeah, yeah. we we'll yeah.
1: have to check it out maybe
0: yeah totally cool and give some credit in the next episode <laughs> yeah, yeah we keep saying
3: yeah somebody made this somebody yeah exactly <laughs>
1: We're not Googling this stuff right now. No, no,
3: no. <laughs> We're actually are away
1: from our computers. Yeah, yeah. They're like waiting for us over there. <laughs> oh, no, there is
0: Hello. one computer. I hear them
1: humming. <laughs> yeah. So I see, I, I see one.
3: <laughs> so that's it for Cintel. Uh, another quick thing that happened this week, on Monday I published another tutorial. And I like uh, keeping this uh, strike of uh, shit. Every, every Monday publishing a tutorial, this time was a uh, wiggly hair. Is how to fake um, motion in hair particles by using textures. So that's the the system that we used during Caminandes when the guys are in the air or going pretty fast in the cart. The hair was wasn't simulated because it's too slow and it's well basically impossible to do it when you are linking characters unless you do some nasty tricks. So we use textures for that, and I made a tutorial so you can go check it out. It's free for everyone at this moment. And uh, go check it out.: yeah, maybe we we make it uh, the first week accessible for everyone, and then
0: yeah
3: um, it's a nice way to keep things balanced. Yeah So that's cool. it for the for my part of the week. then
2: Well, I think uh, maybe uh, chalti. Hello. How you been doing this week? I've seen uh, also more tweets from, uh, you know, the past week we talked about uh, banging your head and uh, now yeah. it's like the struggle is real.
0: Yeah, now I'm banging it towards uh, a glass wall. Yeah. It's different. It's yeah, really different. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But so, how's it going with, uh, with the story development?
0: Yeah, it's, it's okay. I had a, well, I, I took two days off this week, uh, just to be fair. I had a really good friend that came over for a visit from Iceland. So I took a couple of days off, went to see the zoo. And you know, there's, we have a zoo right next to the Institute. Really cool. Really? Said yo-yo to the llamas and to <laughs> the lemurs and- Yeah, chilling oh, with the lemurs. Yeah. that oh, picture. So cute. Those guys love spa- sunbathing. Yeah. If the sun is out, they're just chilling there and you, there's no fence. You can walk up to them and they don't mind. They don't care. And you, you can just put the camera right and then there. And they take it
2: and they run away. Well,
0: yeah, I was expecting that. I was really holding it like tightly. <laughs> no, 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 that's my iPhone, man. That's my iPhone, no. Um, yeah, so besides that, I was working a bit on the story. I did a sketch of the entire thing from the beginning, the middle, the end, all the way through with uh, posted stickers, just a really rough sketch. And then um, did a pitch to some of the guys here got some feedback and then made a an, another version that was quite similar, but like had some updates, uh, made things a little bit clearer. And now I've kind of pitched that a little bit and got some feedback also. And uh, yeah, now it kind of depends on where we want to take it from here because the, like, the thing is, if you make that stuff and then you become too ingrained and you become too married to this one idea of, of doing it, it's functional. It's not I don't think it's great. Like it's good, but it could be better. Yeah. And and the problem is if, if you just keep working on it again and again nonstop and you keep looking at it, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna you're gonna what do you call it? Like you you're noodling it. Yeah, you're, you're gonna become, yeah, become numb to the story. Yeah, become numb to the story and it ends up being so similar, you're just wasting time with details. So now I'm trying to take a, take a few steps back. And trying to possibly make another version to get some uh, to that uh, addresses exactly the same beats, so it has the same beats, overall same story, but something else happens, and then that escalates in a slightly different way, and then we come back to the ending.
3: So some parts of it are still same bits
0: but yeah so the kind of overall idea of it like the yeah. the building of some tension maybe that tension is shorter maybe um yeah yeah but the the kind of overall gist of it would be the same Nice when well, th- I...
3: we get to see that
0: well, <laughs> <laughs> well maybe uh like weekly or tomorrow Yeah we're
3: doing weeklies yeah. back in the institute Yeah it's again. already
0: Thursday so yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe weekly would be nice because what I want to do is also make a version and put it on a timeline and then start timing it up. Because I think the issue also is when you have everything set on Post-it stickers, it's awesome because like it has pros and cons. The pro is definitely that you have everything there laid out like a map. And when you talk about it, you can just point to that moment. You don't have to be scrubbing back and forth or whatever. You just have it right there. You can talk about it. You can reference other things and point to them next to it. But um, when you go through it, it loses itself. uh, It loses the timing of itself. So especially when you have something that's supposed to happen really fast and you have somebody with a pointer trying to explain it, uh, it takes longer, like twice as long as it should be. And then people get the false impression of the timing. And then, well... This thing here is a bit slow. Well, it's supposed to be. Like half a second. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, but it's still yeah. hard. I remember you mentioned it. there is a part of tension where the camera goes back and forth and yeah, there's yeah. like I don't know, 10 post <laughs> yeah. and and it looks like a lot, but it's actually pretty fast.
1: Yeah,
0: it's like it's like 6 seconds. Or yeah, but it's half the wall, you <laughs> yeah. know, <It's> like okay.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, I know what you mean. So you, you plan on making a little video edited or something like that?
0: Yeah, so so I'm uh, I think it would be kind of healthy just to get the sense of timing a little bit and see also if it works. Because if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's fine. Yeah. Um, to to just snap a picture of all these little post-it stickers, put them on the timeline in Blender. Blender is a creative suite. It's really <laughs> handy. Oh, it's wow. not only a three-dimensional software. It's a yeah. creative suite. It's, it's a creative cloud. suite. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, subscribe to the cloud now. <laughs> no. um, yeah, so I'm going to do a pass of it. And well, I might actually just do that today. And then maybe get some feedback from you guys at the end of the day, because then I can show you with fresh eyes. Like, here's the timing, and then get feedback, and then maybe tomorrow dive into it. Uh, on a on a slight side note, just for reference, because I know a lot of people have seen so many fight scenes, and I mean the in in history of cinema, how many fight scenes have you guys seen? Like five. Five five, five, <laughs> five and a half. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, here's the thing about fight scenes. So I try to, so the, the overall idea with this fight scene is that it's not a superpower fight scene. It's the, it's not superheroes. It's not somebody that, you know, like you see some, uh, some Chinese fighting movies or whatever they have, they like, they're basically hanging in strings and they're, you know, they have the ability to fly and it's not the matrix where you have Neo or this or that. So, um, I started like thinking about it and a lot of the cinema just show it doesn't show a real fight. It just shows superheroes-ish kind of fighting. You know, it might be not necessarily a dude that flies, but he is abnormally strong or like he punches a guy, that guy goes in three circles, full on <laughs>
1: like. How else would you justify the dubstep LFE or something? <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and 45 cuts in uh, six seconds. Yeah. Just, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everything yeah. is shaking. Everyth- <laughs> oh
0: God, yeah. And that's another thing. Uh, w- whenever you have a realistic-ish fight, like uh, the Bourne movies or, yeah, I was, I was looking at some reference of that. I, I, ha- I mean, if I had to be brutally honest, I don't know what's going on. I'm looking at the footage and I'm, um, the only thing that can tell me what's going on is the audio cues like the sound effects of something being punched, or, I mean, it's just motion blur. I have no idea what's going on. And um, like I, like today I was watching on Jason, uh, like I think Born Ultimatum or whatever, a fight scene, and they start fighting immediately. And at one point you have just the, like it's just motion blur, motion blur, motion blur. I have no idea what's going on, it's shaky cam. And then you have a, a shot of a hand that like comes out and pulls out a knife, like it's a switchblade
1: and then motion blur motion
0: blur blur. i i don't know who has that (laughs) knife i have no idea
1: Uh, that just reminds me of the 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 video that went viral a couple of uh, i don't know when it was but it was liam neeson going over a fence oh yeah yeah yeah. with all the thousand cuts he's just jumping over a fence really awkward
0: (laughs) yeah it was taken three yeah yeah yeah, it's just a shortest, shortest, it's not, it's barely a scene, yeah. you know, it's all, it, it almost, it should be a shot. It has
1: like eight cuts or something and the camera shaking violently. Or, yeah. yeah,
3: jumping over a fence. He's,
1: yeah. he's like- The tension, Yeah, the, the tension. tension. Yeah. The fence is being owned right there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's also what happens a lot of times. You don't always have a Jackie Chan or a Jet Li or whoever that is in peak physical for- performance it, it is most often uh, a famous actor and or a good actor, not somebody that is capable of pulling off these stunts or whatever. So what they rely on heavily is shaky cam or and a lot of cuts. So you have to just redo the entire thing in the editing suite and it ends up being, because you're hiding how slow they are, it ends up being this weird, I don't know, 10 cuts per two seconds kind of a thing. Yeah. And it's insane. It's it's too much, like and and also because some of the some of the cuts are made for speed or intensity. They're not made for um, like choreography to like establish where they are in the scene. So some of the cuts like jump the one eighty rule. It, you become really disoriented. Yeah. You have no idea who's facing which way and who's throwing a punch when. Also in Transformers, they. Uh, well, Transformers is yeah. a joke. It's no, like I know. You see, shiny
3: pieces, like pieces going around. Exactly. And you can't...
0: How funny is that? I, I remember seeing the first one, and there was a, like a, it's like almost a fist fight between these two machines. Yeah. And they're all motion blurry, and I don't know where one body begins and the other one yeah, ends. It's yeah. just machines doing. That's something.
3: a cool thing about Blender. The motion blur is so slow that uh, we, mm. we don't use it. So yeah, you wanna yes. see that.
0: famous sharp. Or yes. is it?
1: Or is it?
3: Or it's going to be Doctor sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just Doctor Blower. Just vector blur,
3: yeah, yeah, Bare. but then it looks Bare. like
1: uh, and then Gaussian blur, fast, fast Gaussian, Gaussian blur. blur. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, we, the we don't say the F word here, yeah.
3: fast Gaussian blur. By
0: the way, <laughs> there's also one other way that, that I see directors, uh, like try to fake or not fake, but try to um kind of hide the fact that they don't know how to um, like hit each other or whatever the actors. And this one was a little bit interesting because I don't see it that often but zooming in and zooming out and not doing it on location doing it afterwards in after effects or whatever because you want to like try to try to have the sensation that this uh, flow is going somewhere and hiding a cut so you hide it by zooming in artificially afterwards and it looks so like an awkward Pixelated. What, they what kind of movies do yes. so you, you watch? A... Uh, it's uh, it was some TV show that uh... ah no, that's cheap. I oh mean, yeah, easy, I, I mean, that's and also uh, like if you if you go to YouTube, it was it was a TV show, but it was um, uh, it was like uh, you know greatest fight scene ever, and then like that that was one of the sh- the fights that came up. <laughs> it wasn't even that great, and it used that like man. Yeah, so I don't have a lot of reference. This has been a ramble brought to you by the Blender Cloud.
3: (laughs) Speaking of the Blender Cloud, the last studio news, amazing last blog post this week.
2: Well, it's time to start sharing the results of our work on the Blender Cloud services. (laughs) So as uh, we wrote in the blog post, uh, and as we've been discussing already several times uh, in the past episodes together with Sibren, we are going to bring you uh, a number of exciting features in the Blender cloud to the subscribers and uh, we are talking about private projects so in the same way you are now able to browse uh, projects like open movie projects or training or more maybe relevant texture libraries or asset libraries every user is going to be able to make their own they're going to be private so it's not a publishing platform per se so if you make a project you can't share it with the world but you will be able to share it with uh, other cloud members and uh, at first it will work only between subscribed users later on we will make it more advanced so that it can work as on an organization level so one person can take care of the subscription and then anyone else uh, can join uh, according to how this gets managed but uh, we will start very simple so we plan to do it step by step and start releasing now and uh, keep uh, improvements coming every day almost so that uh, you can benefit from them and we can uh, have a sort of a open beta program and get feedback and, uh, and get the software tested and really stable and robust so that you can use it for production. So private projects is something that is uh, coming really soon, so you can make your own. And uh, tied with that, we are working on the Blender integration, um, which means being able to access this content from within Blender itself and uh, this is cool especially for uh, asset repositories kind of projects so you will be able to create your own texture library for example by dragging an asset of type texture in your own project and then you will be able to browse them within blender and use them yourself so if you have a couple of machines and you're working on a project with a couple of other people that are also on the cloud Everybody can contribute content to this one directory that you're going to create, and then you can browse it yourself in Blender. And then you can download the files and have them stored locally with no hassle. And uh, we think that this is a very practical and it is a very good first step to make uh, useful production tools for Blender. Later on, uh, we are gonna to, to move on to more complicated tasks for more advanced production functionality. One of them is uh, the attract shot management. So a way to connect the Blender video sequencer with an online um, storage so that uh, uh, you can generate a shot list. So you have the edit, and then from that, you can actually generate your task list to accomplish your short film, for example, in a similar way to what we did for, for Cosmos, Cosmos and the yeah. And uh, much more um, after that. This is, uh, again, just uh, to get started, to get uh, the initial feedback, and to see how things scale, because providing the service for all the cloud subscribers, it's uh, it's going to be a very interesting challenge. So we hope that actually more people find this useful and interesting, and it fits nicely next to all the training material and all the open content that we already provide, and we hope that this helps the growth of the cloud itself. So, but to...
1: Um, this has been. This was something that you've been working on for so like so much effort went into this. Like so almost since the beginning of the cloud, right? This was uh, going to be this big thing, and uh, it's great to see it finally like, go go out there. So this is not a small thing. This is huge. Yeah. yeah, it's
3: not that. Well, I mean, if you use the track during Tears of Steel, that means and during Cosmos, it means that last year already was was working for us but it was never linked with the cloud so it it is a very it's a mature project it's not yeah. like hey we are making a beta or
2: yeah definitely the amount of thought that we've been giving to these problems i mean is really large we've been thinking about it a lot but uh, in order to make things really ready to be rolled out to thousands of users that uh, you need some preparation so but definitely
3: yeah, yeah. and the blended id is also a very nice uh, blender id add that you can login within blender that's also pretty neat
2: and you can sign your files with your own id right so yeah yeah that's of course something that is coming in the future but uh there is really a lot of exciting things and these are really the the very first steps that we are laying out but uh we will spend time making sure that the future the future plans are communicated as well Mm because we don't want to make too many surprise announcements about what is coming and uh it's more like, okay, know that we are going to work on these features because that hopefully also gets people excited and more interested in supporting these projects because many of them are public benefit projects. For example, the Blender ID itself is uh, is a public is a public project and uh, every add-on maker could uh, possibly make use of it. So, of course, it's not something that necessarily everyone needs to use, but it's going to be a feature that is available to the public. So for anyone who is making web applications that need the users to be authenticated. So we are very happy with the Blender ID to provide a world shared world-class authentication system for anyone who is interested in. So we will see how it goes. I am really looking forward to see what the reaction is so far on our blog post. There are a couple of comments that seem to be encouraging. And uh, next week when Sibren is, uh, is back, our new doctor, <laughs> uh we are going to get started with the releases so we will talk again about this and you i will uh, let you know weeks. how it goes yep yeah awesome stuff because
3: speaking of which you mentioned the doctor yes we have a new doctor in the house
1: three now There are multiple. Three.
3: yeah oh don sergey and Sibren.
0: So, yeah, so does many
1: doctors. Feel? Mm. I don't know. You've been you've
3: been yesterday, right? It's, uh... Yeah,
0: yes, I feel like I feel ad- inadequate. I don't deserve the being <laughs> here, really.
1: Worthy.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, but... well, I'm a school dropout, so
0: <laughs> I'm even worse. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I studied computer science. I'm not even doing what I should be doing. <laughs> Wait,
1: computer science. So oh, you no. Potentially. No. Uh, <laughs> you said it. You said
0: it.
3: <laughs> science. Ends. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, big uh,
2: congratulations to Siebrand. Yes, congratulations, yeah. Doctor. And that's it for this week, right? Yeah. yeah. So thank you very much for tuning in and uh, see you the next time with another episode of the Blender Institute podcast. Yeah.
0: Bye. Bye. you have been listening to the Blender Institute podcast brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Is your figure getting too curvy? Sharpen new polygons on the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org.